the object of Taxi Chronicles is to allow real riders with real stories to share their experience and enhance your life. So sit back and enjoy the journey. Morning, morning, morning. Yes, we're back with another rider, another episode today. We have three lovely ladies from Australia and America and Hawaii. I suppose Hawaii is America, part of America. And they are into drag, dragon boat racing? Outrigger. Outrigger racing. And they're going to tell us all about it. Now, first of all, they're going to have to explain what it is. And then we take it from there. So nice to have you here today, ladies. Nice to be here. Okay. <laughs> so tell us, what is Outrigger Racing? Um, Outrigger Racing is um, Hawaiian canoes. It started in Polynesia first. Um, and now it's around the world. So we came to London for um, kind of like the Olympics of our sport. It's the um, IVF, which means International Va'a. Va'a is... Um, canoe um, federation for world sprints so it was here in Thorny Lake in London and we competed amongst 30 different countries um, and it's sprint races so it's 500 meters a thousand meters with turns and a 1500 meter with turns and then when you say with turns you turning around like a boy and coming back? Yeah, so the, the course for a turn would be 250 meters. So 1,000 meters would be three turns on the 250 meters. Mm -hmm. And then the 1,500 would be five turns. Mm -hmm. And then we competed in V1. So V1 is just a single person in a canoe, an outrigger canoe. Um, and it's rudderless. And so you're just using your stroke to stay within the lanes. And then we did not do that. <laughs> but the three of us um, competed in the V6. So there's six people that can sit in an outrigger canoe. And this year they use um, a Tahitian type canoe called the Matahina. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So when you go to turn, you're all powering, powering away. You haven't got a rudder. So you just put your oars in and push back. No, so everybody has a job On in, yeah, in the canoe. So your seat one usually is the person that sets um, the pace of the entire canoe. Um, timing is a big thing. Everybody has to be on time in order to make the canoe go faster. Two helps out one, they set the pace for the other side. So when we set up, it's usually seats one, three, and five paddle on the left-hand side and then two, four paddles on um, the right-hand side. And then you have a steersman, which is a seat six, and they're the rudder, rudder person. So they make sure the canoe stays straight, but they paddle as well if the canoe is running pretty straight itself. And they're at the rear, the bow? Yes, at oh, the so, rear. Okay, all right. So you ladies met through this love of this sport? Yes. Yes, yep. Because obviously Australia to America to Hawaii is some we actually just met this Miss week. Australia yeah. this, week. <laughs> okay. this week. And now we're traveling together. Yeah. Oh, okay, but you're all on the same team? No. Ah, no. no. Okay. Two of us are on the same yeah. team. Two of you are on the same from team. From America. And okay. then we met her from Australia. Okay, yeah. you just all banded together for your love of the sport. Yeah. yeah. So I'm actually born in New Zealand. I reside in Australia, but I'm actually representing New Zealand. Okay. You catch my drift. Now, do you... Ah, New Zealand. And are you a Maori? No, I'm actually Samoan. <laughs> Samoan. Ah, okay. Okay, Samoan. 
Samoan. Okay, so I'm just registering all these different nationalities because yeah. mm -hmm. we don't get many people from that part of the world in London, even though there's 300 different languages spoken right, here. Yeah. So, so bear with me on that front. So, Jules, you've been very quiet. <laughs> just put you in our seat now. So, how, what's been your experience of being... No, it's too much. got the mic here. What's been your experience when it comes to sharing your gift in a sense of what have you learned that you wish you knew when you started when it comes to this sport? What have I learned that I wish I knew when I started? I don't know. So this sport just really teaches you like about like staying positive, working as a team. Um, it's all about bringing like good vibes to those that are around you. Um, and just working together as a cohesive unit. Six is one. Um, and that's, you know, that's what I love about it. Okay, that's good. And how, how, how much experience have we got between the three of us here? Or three of you? I have 16 years experience of paddling. Oh. And for me, probably about 20 years. About 20 years of paddling, but only six years of outrigger paddling. Okay, so you get, you ladies are really strong, isn't it? <laughs> you gotta be careful. Gotta be careful what I say here. Cock with a paddle. You have to be. Okay. So, what kind of training do you have to do? Is it is it always just training in the boats, or is it other kind of training that you have to do to help you? I think if you wanna compete at that high level, it takes. It's not only paddling in the boat. You have to do a lot of things outside of boat, like strength and conditioning training keeping your cardio up so your endurance and stamina so there's a lot of different types of races so this world sprints that we did obviously it's sprints so it's faster pace um shorter you know um distance faster pace so about a two minute time frame so for you, like a 500 meter so 500 meter in two minutes on the water yeah with six people in the with canoe. six people That's still yeah. pretty fast but in, yeah. in two weeks we're on our Alicia and I are on our way to Hawaii and we're doing an 18 mile race. Yeah, so there's long distance too. And then there's nine man change um, races as well, where obviously there's six people in the canoe and then you have a escort boat that follows with your three extra people and you mm -hmm. change in and out. And the distance of that race can be anywhere. Okay, so we're from America, so everything is in miles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at least 20 plus miles or more that you'll do a nine-man change race. When you say miles, you mean kilometers? No. <laughs> I don't know what that transfers into kilometers. No, because we, when you say miles, Britain does miles. Oh, okay. Oh, you do? Okay, oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Then. Okay, 20 yeah, plus miles. miles. <laughs> I don't know what kilometers is then. I thought Americans did kilometers. No. No. Really? No. Okay. All right. Canadians. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Canadians. Canadians. <laughs> Yeah, we, we do, season. we do case. Yeah. All right, okay, that's interesting. So with these paddles and the boat, the boat is wooden? There is different types of them. Yeah, we have coal canoes that are wooden. They're made out of coal um, trees. And you'll mostly find that in Hawaii. And then we have glass, like fiberglass canoes. Mm -hmm. And they're a little bit heavier, about 400 pounds. They're heavier than the wood? Mm, yeah, could could be could be the wood could be and the paddles are were they wood as well 
they've come a long way yeah it used to be just wood and now they have hybrids where it's carbon and wood and then they have full carbon paddles as well um, but as the sport has um, evolved a lot they're going with lighter canoes so they've moved into unlimited canoes which weigh less than 200 pounds move a lot faster they're a lot lighter and then these ones that we raced in was um, Tahitian canoes called Matahinas and they're a little over 200 pounds um, so a little bit heavier than the Unlimiteds so this was a lot of people's first time using the Matahinas it's just some, something newer to the other countries I mean obviously like Tahiti uses it a lot so I think across the board everybody was pretty even using the canoes because nobody's really had a whole lot of training mm -hmm. in them they were a little bit harder than to turn than normal and like a normal possibly in unlimited or in the fiberglass canoes you only need like two people to turn plus your steersmen for our crew we used almost the whole boat to do something in there to mm -hmm. turn we had three people in the front turning one kind of holding water to stop the boat from continuing on and then you also had five pop what we call it um kahing from the right hand side to help out the steersmen so mm -hmm. everybody had a job um with the turns but everybody had different turns different styles of turns just to try to get that boat around the buoys okay see what was really interesting is that these canoes are made for ocean not for flat, flat water, water. So you could see all these top crews are really struggling trying to get their technical, you know, um, what do you call it, technical mobility. Yeah, in place with these ocean canoes. So it's really interesting to watch. What's the difference between the ocean and the like a, a flat, let's say, plateau mm -hmm. going canoe for well, la the lakes and ponds? Yeah. The obvious is that you have current and waves to. No, 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 I mean the boat itself. Oh, more buoyant. I mean, in, so in salt one water. got a higher bow and like a. Yeah, it's oh. a lot more buoyant in the um, salt water in the ocean. In the lake, it's not, and the water doesn't move. So you're paddling through pretty much mud. It feels like mud. It's yeah, harder. It's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. So you ladies must have strong arms then, strong arms. Now do hands, I'm thinking hands, I'm looking at Jill's hands, they're very dainty, very nice. But you don't get, you don't get... Calluses? Oh, yes, we, thank I, you. Oh, they're we full of calluses. calluses. Yeah. Do, do you wear gloves? No. Some do. Some do. Oh, we don't. Yeah, we don't. I don't. You, 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 you don't. just go for it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's interesting. What would be your advice to a 16-year-old who wants to get into it? Go for it. Yeah. I, yeah, I, co I coach juniors where I'm from, and I love it because they absorb so much information. I mean, you try and, you know, um, coach older people, and they just refuse to, you know, listen. They, they, they've got opinions. They think that they're better than everybody else. So, now I, I encourage the young people to get involved, you know, make friends, enjoy mm. life, getting out on the water. Going out seeing dolphins and dugongs and turtles. I mean, that's that's what we're all about. So you're way out to sea when you do some of these oh, races, yeah. then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think too. 
the younger generation. I mean, for me, I joined because I like the people that I met through paddling. I mean, I really didn't join to do a sport or get exercise. I really like, I like the people. It just so happened they paddled and I had to paddle. <laughs> mm -hmm. But then I loved it. And being from Hawaii and I moved away such a long time, it kind of helped me stay connected to my culture and my family back home. And then I really loved it. And I, it's become my passion that I, and I love traveling. So this gives me the opportunity to paddle in places that I never dreamt I could ever travel to. And now I can paddle in those places and travel there. Billion dollar question. Can you all swim? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at I was thinking, if anybody couldn't swim, you're in problems. We do have some people that can't swim. Yeah, yeah so um, one, of the, yeah, one of the requirements is that you do have to swim because there is times your boat might flip over and you have to get it back over and you have to be in the water for a period of time. So you have to be able to safety. turn it over, get yourself back in, bail it out, and then get moving. Mm -hmm. but, and what's that experience like, Jill? That just happened to me actually, like about a month ago. Yeah. What? She will <laughs> Yeah, there was a, we were in a race and another canoe was next to us. They lost control of their boat and the nose of their boat went under our ama and like in an instant we were flipped over and in the water. Mm -hmm. So um, what our ama is, is, is the flotation part of the canoe. Keeps it upright, and so is it's that that the so there's a yes. that kind of little outrigger kind of yes. thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But we worked as a team really quickly and right-sided our canoe. We got back in. We bailed it out. We were now in the like the back of the race. Everyone was past us, and so we felt you know it's kind of defeating when you see like that you know everyone's gone by and you're sitting there bailing your boat, but. We, got back in there. we pulled ourselves together and we ended up passing four canoes. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what it's all about, isn't it? It's, it's muscling free. Yeah. Must have been impressive. They're happy with yourselves. Yeah, we were very excited because for a while we couldn't see anyone and all of a sudden we're just going, we're going and we're like, I see a canoe, let's yeah. go! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. then we got three more after that. So, also... Obviously, people row at different powers, different sizes, different things. Do you, you all have specific places where you just say, "Well, you're, you, you know, you're built this way. You sit here. You're built that way. You sit there." Yeah, I would say that. I mean, depending on where you need, you know, you obviously don't want to have all your weight at the nose of the canoe, and that you know sinks down into the water. So you got to have proper weight distribution, and then you want to have, you know, since you have three people paddling on one side and three mm -hmm. people paddling on the other side you got to balance out the strength because mm -hmm. otherwise your steers person if all the power is on one side then your steers person is going to have a hard time mm -hmm. you know keeping the boat straight so yeah you got to take all those things into consideration do you race at night ever no, some people no. do oh we no, do we, we don't we have to have um marine lights on our canoe as a safety Okay. Alright, that's, that's good. So traditionally, you talked about seafaring, it's like a, would I, and correct me if I'm wrong, is it's like Polynesian people going from island to island, mm -hmm. visit, visiting or raiding, that kind of thing. Yes. Oh, okay, 
has been very very informative, and yeah, I've learned quite <laughs> learned quite a bit. Gonna have to do a bit of research. Good, it was meant to be, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we thank you for this interview. You're welcome. Before we finish, I have to ask you. I know I asked you this uh, privately, but I'll ask you on this on air. What's the thing you love about London the most? <laughs> I don't know, actually. Like, really? Uh, there's I, a lot. Like, yeah. Yeah, because I love the, all of the history here. I love the food here was amazing. Yeah. I love the beer. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. The beer here what, was good. The beer here the was cider good. Was good. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen alcohol uh, being sold at a petrol station. What do you guys call it? Gas? I, yeah, petrol station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. petrol station. You've never seen it before, okay. No, but it's funny, you go to Ma Ma uh, McDonald's in France, they sell it in McDonald's. What? Yeah, beer? Yeah, they Seriously? sell, they sell oh. wine, not beer, because it, beer is, a, is like the rough English drink. We don't have that in America, yeah, no yeah, wine or beer in McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah. Wine, yeah. No booze in McDonald's. <laughs> because yeah. obviously eating in France is like a, um, it's a social affair. Mm. So you don't rush your food, you just... Take your time, eat that's your French crazy. fries and oh. wine and French fries. That's right. cr Big Mac and a wine. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. That's how it goes. That's yeah. how it goes. We definitely enjoyed London, though. Yeah. It was a great place. Lots of drinking. Yeah. Lots of food. Mm. Nice people. We've met some really yeah, great nice people. people. Okay. And what do you think London can learn from America, and also learn from Australia, and vice versa? Well, personally, I would say customer service is, is a big thing. <laughs> yeah, go. I hear that. Go. Yeah, yeah. Just simple things like please and thank you. Yes. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. And and for you two ladies. Well, I like that you guys don't use a lot of sugar in your things. Oh yeah. Well, there's a tax on sugar now. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 America, everything is sugary. Yeah, tax and sugar because they obviously it makes people fat and yeah. other things. So, so I really appreciate the, that. Well, the they, sausage here doesn't make you fat. <laughs> we have a lot of sausages here. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, ladies, thanks a lot for the interview. My last question to you is. If the world was standing, if you were standing in front of the world, the 7.5 billion people on the planet, based on your life experience so far, what would be your words of advice? Just go for it, that's all. <laughs> Whatever it is you want to do. Yeah, live your go best life, it. live, live your best in a life. Yeah. Have no regrets. Just do it. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for that, and we wish you well. <laughs> Ah, before we go, so one last thing. If anybody wants to follow you on social media, see what you're doing, maybe even post you some questions because they want to find their local rowing place, use the term rowing, where can they find you? Well, we have a website in Arizona. It's outriggeraz.com. And you can follow our club, Naleo OK Kai. So it's N-A-L-E-O-O-K-E-K-A-I. So Naleo Kekai means Voices of the Sea. And you can follow us on Facebook and on Instagram. Okay. And? Uh, from New Zealand, you can go wakaama.com. Uh, wakaama is spelled W-A-K-A. 
A-M-A.com. In Australia, you can go to redcliffoutrigger.com.au. Okay. Well, thanks a lot for that, and we wish you well. Thank you. We hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.